Normally, when I come down to an event like this, I flag up the event um, while I'm on the train through Twitter, but I didn't this morning because I feel slightly guilty about coming, and that's because our hospitals are still, um, are still struggling under what was used to be called the winter pressures, which is now stretching well into March. And last night in our biggest hospital, we had, we had patients bedded down in day units, uh, in A&E, in minors, and all sorts. So the context for me is really important. We, we have, a, I think, um, an urgent care system that's on the, on the verge of failure, if not tipping into frank failure pretty often. And, and for me, uh, we need an, a new model of care urgently because this isn't sustainable. And if we needed any reminding, then Francis has reminded us too that the quality that we deliver through this constantly struggling urgent care system just isn't up to scratch. So for me, that's the imperative. So I just want to answer four or five questions, really, and then, and then leave us for debate. So a hospital, then, is, is a delivery mechanism for specialist services, essentially, be they inpatient or clinic-based. And, and, and I think we, we, we are going to have to consider what the future for our hospitals are, and I would argue that the future for them needs to change, and it needs to change alongside the future of some of our medical specialties, particularly those that that manage patients who now predominantly have long, lifelong conditions. And, and we traditionally offer one small segment of an illness pathway which starts some weeks before people come into our hospital acutely ill and continues afterwards. And I think we have to uh, get our minds around whether we should confine ourselves to that small segment of the pathway or whether we should use some of the skills and expertise we have in our teams differently. So it's also a building, of course, but I, um, our, our trust runs three, bit, three hospitals, and they're all in the community. And you couldn't move services from our hospitals to another community setting and be any closer to home. So you could either move them from the hospital to home, but actually they sit right in the middle of three different communities. So, so for me, what does moving care mean? It's not a geographical issue, it's a model of care issue. And I think that's a really important point. So I think what we should be doing is shifting care earlier in the patient pathway rather than thinking about a geographical move, which is actually um, irrelevant. So we know from evidence around the world that if we intervene more proactively and earlier in the pathway, then we can reduce acute flare-ups and thereby reduce acute admissions and um, improve health. And I think that's what we, that's what we need, to, need to be thinking about. And, and so care in the home or care earlier in the pathway means, for me, supporting people to manage their long-term condition uh, or conditions uh, themselves with support where necessary. So it may, be, it may be a treatment plan that's been drawn up with a specialist team that they can follow. It may be telemedicine or phone advice or internet advice. It may be, it may be visits or whatever. But it needs, to be, it needs to be early in the journey and it needs to be... Uh, proactive in its view with a very clear endpoint, which is to maintain health. Uh, we have a very reactive system at the moment that is loaded towards the late, later parts of the pathway when people fall acutely ill. And, it, and I think it can operate before admission and it can operate after to facilitate earlier discharge because the reason the Birmingham conurbation is struggling at the moment is not admission avoidance, it's inability to discharge. Um, so that we're in effect providing accommodation for, at the moment, over 100 people who are actually not acutely ill uh, but can't get into uh, other settings and, uh, or home because there is insufficient capacity uh, to support them. 
So I think we're discharging people nowadays who are over their acute illness, but they're not as well as they used to be because they have an acute flare-up of a long-term condition. And our sense is that there is very often not enough support available for people in the post-acute phase of their, of their uh, pathway, if I can call it that. And so a good proportion of them actually end up coming back into hospital, which is poor care and a, and a, and a poor system. So I guess the third question is who delivers that new model of care? And, and I, th I think that here we have to distinguish between supportive or nursing or therapy care that could be provided in the home, but also specialist input. And I think if we're not careful, we'll lump all specialists as something that is only rarely needed and assume that actually generalists are key. And actually our hospital specialists are doctors who specialise in particular areas and particular conditions, and I think they have a huge amount to offer in terms of guiding home-based care. So some of our respiratory physicians have done some work which shows if they spend an hour with patients with chronic bronchitis, fully assessing them, establishing the diagnosis, drawing up a treatment plan which has escalation measures in, then the patients themselves can follow those and need much less senior input further, further down the line. So I think we need to be careful not to underplay the role of hospital specialists in long-term conditions treatment. Uh, my daughter was diagnosed uh, with rheumatoid arthritis on Friday. She's in her 20s. And actually what I want is treatment guided by a rheumatologist. Thanks very much. It may be nurse support to manage the treatment lifelong, but it needs to be guided by a specialist. And I think we need to be careful not to underplay that specialist role. It's really important. Doctors are specialised for a reason, and uh, many of the very common long-term conditions need specialist guidance if they are to be managed proactively and avoid um, sequelae of those illnesses further down the line. So I think we need to be, be clear. Are we talking about nursing and therapy support, or are we talking about medical support? And, and they are different. And I think it does ask some questions about primary care, actually, because uh, if we say that the role of respiratory physicians, care of the elderly, rheumatologists, diabetologists, um, cardiologists in the future will may be much more concerned with whole-of-year care, if I can call it that, then it does ask some questions about, about the primary care, primary care role, and I think we need to have, ask some, some questions about that. So, so I think a big chunk of long-term conditions care is specialist care, but delivered in a different way than we use it at the moment. So my argument would be that the role of those teams and those <coughs> doctors is a more holistic role and a more preventative role, if I can call it that. Um, whether they're employed by a hospital or a community trust or primary care is really, is really a, a structural point rather than a, a point that goes to the heart of the type of care that we provide. So what do we need to get that to happen? We need, a, we need a new system of incentives and payments for a start. So the current way of paying foundation trusts or trusts on activity is, is, a, is a disincentive to do, to do the right thing, if you like. Or it, means, it means I don't believe that acute trusts pull people in for the tariff, but it means it's very difficult for us to invest in out-of-hospital services that might reduce the need for admission. We, we have negotiated a different kind of a contract and are starting to do that, but it, 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 it meant we had to break the rules essentially to do it, which is daft. So I think we need, we need a system that aligns payments and incentives with this need to shift care earlier in the, patient, in the patient pathway, if I can call it that. Logically, hospitals could do that by changing the model uh, in which they operate, and I think I personally, but then I would think that's probably the way we should be going. 
Community trusts could do that too, but they would need to establish that core of medical expertise, I think. I think it isn't just about nursing and therapy care. It needs a huge amount of medical input. Other organisations, I guess, could do the same, but again, I, I think you need that mix, of, that mix of services. So I think just in summary then, so I think the impact on hospitals depends on whether hospitals understand that a different model of care than that is currently provided is needed. Um, it, it, I think hospitals need to be more system players and be working with other elements of the system to achieve the kind of model of care that I've already outlined. Um, and I think we need to take a responsibility for the health of the people that we treat uh, all year round and not just when they have that, that, that when they kind of um, fall into, into acute illness. So, so I, think, I, think, I think these are the challenges. The model of care is a core challenge and we can structure the system and our organisations around it. But I suppose the core of my argument would be that a big chunk of our currently medical uh, specialists in the hospital will be working in different ways. And I personally think for non-specialist local acute hospitals, that probably is the future direction of travel for us. Thank you. Thank you very much, Matt. <laughs>